Warning, the following podcast contains profanity, and it would contain a lot more if that Blake Farenthold motherfucker had run his damn mouth before I recorded to him this week. You want a duel, motherfucker? I'll whip your ass whenever you're ready. This week's episode of The Scathing Atheist is brought to you by Blue Apron, a better way to cook, and by our Jeff Sessions in Five Words or Less contest. Today's winner is Larson Esque, who had halfway between Smeagol and Gollum. Uh, I'd say more like three quarters, but close enough. Well done. And uh, we're going to keep it going for one more week. Unless, of course, we get some really good stuff and then maybe longer because I really fucking hate this guy. Please keep tweeting us your best five words or less using the hashtag Sessions Scathe, and you could be the next winner. And now, the Scathing Atheist. Hi, I'm Satan, angel of darkness and lord of this world, and my mission to corrupt the souls of humanity will be complete once I can convince all of you that you did, in fact, evolve from filthy monkey men. Thursday. It's July 27th. And this episode is going to be utterly painful. <laughs> I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And from New York, New York, and Secret Lair, Pennsylvania, this is Scathing Atheist. On this week's episode, we try to get the more out of Mormon. We'll discuss the marital sex lives of a man and his computer and a woman and her calf. And Ken Ham will get shot right in the Freuda. But first, the diatribe. You know, for a person with so many legitimate reasons to be pissed off, I sure spend a lot of time justifying my anger. You know, of course, I have to justify to those spunky, unflappable e-missionaries that see atheist in the show title and take that as an invitation to talk me into trying just the tip of Jesus just to see how it feels. And as soon as I dive into these conversations, I know the clock is ticking on my anger. And as soon as it comes out, I'm going to face the how can you be so angry at a God you don't believe in apologetic? You know, of course, at the time, it'll be patently obvious that what I'm angry about in this instance is their stubborn refusal to accept X equals X levels of logic. But that won't matter because apparently all these assholes work from the same flowchart. And on that flowchart, why are you so angry at God is the standard response to go fuck a puppy, you twat. But when it comes to the Christians and woo peddlers, I kind of get it, right? I, I mean, it makes sense just from a perspective of psychological projection, right? When they get into faith-based arguments with non-believers, they also get angry sometimes. And when they get angry, it's because they're being forced to deal with the fact that they know they're wrong, right? Their chief frustration in a debate is the fact that X does in fact equal X. So when they see an atheist getting angry in a debate, it's probably logical to assume that that means they're starting to see why their argument doesn't hold up. I mean, keep in mind, these people don't even know what it's like to be in a religious argument when you have logic on your side. But I also have to justify my anger to my fellow atheists. And that one pisses me off because, look, if anybody should understand why I'm so angry, it should be atheists. The, the other people that fully recognize the rank bullshit being foisted upon their fellow humans. 
And, and then they want to know why I'm angry at them wanting to know why I'm angry. And I have to justify my anger about justifying my anger. And it gets all inception levels of weird. Now, to be fair to my rational critics here, I, I, I don't think any of them are asking why I'm angry. Right. They get that. They're asking why I podcast angry. You know, anger drives a lot of us, even the nice guys of atheism. But when it comes to outreach, a lot of these people feel like we shouldn't cater to the stereotype of the angry, ranting atheist. We should be calm, collected, inviting, and friendly so that people leaving church can see that there's every bit as warm and welcoming an environment for them on our side of the aisle. And I get that. I mean, if, if nobody in the atheist movement was doing that, I'd recommend it highly. I, I wouldn't do it because I'd be pretty fucking awful at it, but I certainly support the people who are. But that's not enough for everybody. If for some people, maybe it is. For some people, maybe it's enough to walk out of the doors of the church and into the doors of their local skeptics group and just move on with their lives. But for a lot of us, the shift doesn't really come when we realize that religion is bullshit. It comes when we realize it's okay to be angry about that. I got an email this week that really reminded me of that fact, and it was a crazy personal story, so I don't want to share any of the details of it, except to say that this was a person that got out of religion and figured her job was done. And like so many of us, she just said in her head one day, oh, you know what? It's all bullshit. That makes sense. That way it all makes sense. But like so many before her, she also had it in her head that she should be tolerant of other people's religion, right? That she should respect the bullshit even once she knew it wasn't true. And, you know, that's what our culture tells us, isn't it? You should be tolerant of viewpoints that you disagree with. And I mean, I guess that's true in the sense that you shouldn't actively destroy that which irks you. But tolerance is only a virtue insofar as the thing you're tolerating is virtuous. And being tolerant of religion allows you to be abused by it even after you stop believing in it. You know, the fear of hell and the sexual taboos linger. The, that feeling of brokenness your pastor cultivated over so many years sticks to you. And in all too many instances, the psychological abuse from the still religious people around you maintains its justification because you're still tolerating it. You're still trying not to put your beliefs on a pedestal above the beliefs of others just because yours are true, right? Because that's what your culture tells you. It tells you to tolerate and not to be angry. But in this case, anger can be its own reward. Right. I mean, like, raise your hand if your fear of hell started to abate when it occurred to you just how nakedly self-serving it was. Raise your hand if your frustration ever forced you to step in when you saw how blatantly a church was taking advantage of someone you love. Raise your hand if your voice rose in step with your blood pressure. You know, fuck it. Raise your hand if your anger ever forced you to stand up for yourself. Anger isn't a vice. It's a tool. And when you're surrounded by people trying to drag you around by your imaginary soul, it can be a survival mechanism. Because when the right answer is culturally unacceptable, most of us need a pretty good well of anger to say it anyway. And sometimes the right answer is because your pastor is a fucking con artist. And sometimes it's because prayer is nonsense. And sometimes it's even I want you out of my life. And those are all a lot easier to say when you're angry. Look, I've done plenty of diatribes on what I'm angry about, right? I mean, in a sense, that's what they're all about. But here and there, I feel the need to advocate on behalf of the scathing part of the title, too. You know, when you hear from people every day, like I do, who say, your show gave me permission to be angry or, or your show let me know that my anger was okay, you just internalize it, right? Anger becomes as self-evident as, you know, I don't want to swallow this bee, but you guys don't get those emails. You don't see all the stories I do of anger and rage unlocking the last shackles of bondage. And you don't hear from all the people who never recognized religion's true colors until they allowed themselves to see red. They're talking about your Jesus. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a special news bulletin. Joining me for headlines tonight are the Jack and Diana skepticism, Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick. <laughs> Fellas. 
You ready to run off behind the shade tree? Uh, I feel like you're trying to tell Eli that life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. Is that right? <laughs> no, no, because you, you do not need to do that. There are <laughs> there are a few pieces of information you need to convey less on this show. Well, shit, now that I recognize for the first time what a bleak song that really is, I think I'm going to need a minute to recover. So I guess I guess we'll take a break for this week's sponsor, Blue Apron. Hi, I'm No Illusions, and podcast listener, this is an intervention. Now, wait a minute. Just sit down, relax. Eli, go ahead. I can't. It's too hard. Uh, you can do it, buddy. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Dear podcast listener, you have a problem. You need to sign up for Blue Apron. We saw last week when you ate that iffy pizza. Or that time you made a big bowl of spaghetti and just poured cold sauce on it and called it dinner. Saw that too. I know because I've been there too. You need to sign up for Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one meal delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients to your door. Instead of those four-day-old chicken wings you microwaved. It's fine. It's fine. I don't... Yeah, we saw that. We saw that. You're going to get sick. And we know we've told you about the fantastic fresh cooked meals you could be eating before, but we're tired of your excuses. I'll sign up when I get around to it. When you say, when you think about it, what is the difference between ketchup and tomato soup? There's a big difference, man. There is. So we're asking you to take this step. Get some help. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash scathing. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait, because if you do, you know you're just going to order Chinese again. That's blueapron.com slash scathing. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. A better way. <laughs> you did it. And now, back to the headlines. In our lead story tonight, Ken Ham got fucked. <laughs> so, so get in, boys and girls and non-binaries. Taste that savory, delicious broth of schadenfreude. Slurp it up and lick the fucking bowl, because we just got to the part of the movie where the bad guy gets his just desserts. And I think he deserves... A job as an intern at Puzzle in a Thunderstorm. He's looking. He's looking. So if you're out there, Amish Wolverine, we know you're listening. Hit us up on the missing LinkedIn or whatever the fuck you use and we'll make it happen. I don't know, guys. I feel like a, a 90s comedian watching Obama get elected. Yeah. You know, just like, ah. <laughs> the job just got a little harder. What's I mean, the deal with airlines? Getting <laughs> raped by them sky demons was a bitch. Don't get me wrong. All right. So we reported last week that Ken Ham's Ark Park was escalating its skull fuckery of the town underneath his giant boat of stupid. In response to this having been a spectacular waste of money, Ham was trying to ease the financial burdens on his park by not paying his taxes. That helps. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Yeah. And so as of last week's show, the latest shot in this skirmish was Ham's effort to sell his park to himself for 10 bucks, <laughs> thus changing it from a for-profit park to a non-profit ministry for tax purposes. All right. Well, it sounds like the big boat thing isn't working. So uh, maybe we can all take a cue from a recent Supreme Court ruling and deliver shitloads of old tires to him. And he can try rolling the thing on. <laughs> or know. bouncing it. Yeah. yeah. 
Or maybe some rubber dicks, too, like we did with the Bundys. He could roll them like in ancient Egypt, like lugs. Yeah. He but did dicks. light it up all rainbow. Maybe yeah, he was no, yeah. hoping to marry it. I'm, I'm not sure what the plan is now. That's a call forward, too. Okay, so this was apparently a bridge too far for the city council, who made it clear that they were going to pursue their taxes in another way if they had to. Now, it should be emphasized here that these taxes are meant to offset real expenses that the Ark Park has added to the city's budget. According to a report from the Lexington Herald-Leader, the city's already added two full-time police officers, six part-time firefighters, two additional police cruisers, a new fire truck, and an additional tornado warning system, all to service this fucking park. As Williamstown Mayor Rick Skinner puts it, quote, we're not building a rainy day fund. These are real services we're dealing with for safety, end quote. All right, well, I cannot wait to see the police auction when this, when this doesn't work out. Oh, like, right. okay, what do I hear for the enormous landlocked gopher wood yacht? <laughs> do I hear $5? Five $5. Fuck, we should have had a reserve price. $3. Guys, we buy the Ark Park. We turn it into an atheist attraction called Look at This Shit. We're going to be rich. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Step right up, step right up, the newly remodeled atheist Ark Park. How many, sir? Uh, one, please. Excellent. And would you like that with or without a flask? Ooh, with. Here you go. Hi, everyone. I'm your guide, Kimberly, and I'll be taking you on the tour today. If anyone gets lost, just look for the yellow flag on my hat. Or the fact that I'm not wearing a shirt. Okay, right this way. So this is our first exhibit, and probably the most obvious one, <laughs> a big fucking boat. Now, this Ooh. boat doesn't float. It would sink right to the fucking bottom of the ocean, but it's it's still, like, way smaller than it would be for this boat to make sense. Okay, how many, how many kinds of animals are there? Oh, good question, sir. Depending on the projection, between 2 and 50 million. Motherfucker. Ooh, ooh, someone said motherfuck. Have a t-shirt. There you go. If Christ were born today, he'd be medicated. I like it. <laughs> we I have like more it. of those. That's a good t-shirt. We have more of those in the gift shop, guys. Okay, moving on. Our first exhibit inside the boat is the Hall of Atheists, where we celebrate some of atheism's ooh. greatest thinkers throughout history. The one with red tags turned out to be racists, and the ones with blue tags hated women. Oh, wow. That, that's a lot of... Tags. A lot of tags. Yes. A lot of yeah. tags. So many tags. Okay. I'll let y'all wander. When you're done, meet me up at the end of the hall for our next exhibit. A hole is a hole. A history of trying gay stuff. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. As I was saying. Patreon.com. Luckily for a Williams. <laughs> oh, nice no, game. we really need to do that. We really need to do that, actually. I thought for a long time of just buying an old church and, and, and turning it into a house and then opening it up on Sundays. I thought we were doing people. the CD, but maybe we could put the money into the giant boat. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Well, you know, if we did, we wouldn't be the first to get financially fucked by this thing. But luckily for Williamstown. <laughs> There have been good guys in this story all along, and the atheist groups that so desperately tried to forestall this fuckery in the first place were right there to help lift Williamston out of this mess once they saw the light. So the FFRF sent a helpful reminder to the city council that since Ham has now sold his park to himself, they're in the clear, legally speaking, to rescind that $18 million tax rebate on sales taxes. So they did that. 
And now it looks like Ken Ham scammed his way out of paying a $700,000 safety fee and wound up $17.3 million down. I love it. All right. So uh, in like chess strategy terms, I think the move is uh, rape some kids and flee to South America, right? That's yep. the move. Use the bishop block. <laughs> he just sends the city council back a note that says smoke bomb. <laughs> Now, unfortunately, this isn't the end of the story. Like this tax rebate could be reinstated and it, it actually probably still will be, but it's definitely given the city the upper hand and it's looking increasingly like they're going to use that upper hand to bitch slap the fuck out of Amish Wolverine. So I'm sure we're going to have more to say, but if past performance is any indicator, Ham's got a lot of dumbing this shit up to come. Should be fun. Should be fun. Stay Ooh, tuned. Can't fun wait. story. And in some good news tonight. Again. Yeah. Hmm. In a move from atheist leadership we can all finally get behind, China, or atheist Mecca, as it's known to all the atheist straw men I'm personifying, finally got around to telling all of its citizens to give up religion for the good of the party. Humanity? Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say for the good of humanity. <laughs> yeah. That, that would have been better. But there's pretty much no wrong answers to that. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Yeah. I mean, they make up the majority. Anyways. Wang Zuan, the director of the State Administration for Religious Affairs, or SARA, announced that, announced in the Quixi Journal on Saturday, the flagship magazine of the CPC Central Committee, which, side note, if you don't subscribe, you are missing out. None of those little <laughs> subscription cards, no ads, super easy Sudoku. It's great. I'm just saying. No, it is. It is. I, I, I love this month's feature on shutting the fuck up and getting back to work before I shoot you. It was witty. It was even laugh out loud funny, but it had something to say, you know, like something real. There was something going nice. on. There. Nice. Dave yeah. Barry's gotten weird. I agree. <laughs> Dave Barry has gotten weird. All right. Well, I'm saying we need to label them an emotional manipulator. Absolutely. <laughs> Winning hearts and minds. Department. Anyway, Zuan wrote, quote, party members should not have religious beliefs, which is a red line for all members. Party members should be firm Marxist atheists. Obey party rules and stick to the party's faith. They are not allowed to seek value and belief in religion, end quote. To which a thousand pedants responded, okay, when you say stick to the faith of the party. The party <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, in case you were wondering why all those Chinese pedants were in jail. <laughs> and look, this is like Heath about the Muslim ban. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Are we still saying hard no on the Muslim ban as yep. a group? Do I mean, do we want more Islam here or well, the, the other <laughs> options would be? Okay. Well, I'm assured by Noah less. sternly nodding at me while I talk that the Muslim ban and this China thing are bad. Yeah. He's nodding oh. very fervently and oh. we don't support them. So <laughs> the end of the sentence that reinforces how much I disagree. I'll get to this later. Also, don't forget to buy milk, eggs, bread, move to China. <laughs> Look, for the record, the only people trying to ban religion are people who want to replace it with a different brand of bullshit. Oh, dance back, David Silverman. He's dance not, back. He's not trying to. <laughs> he ban. said, he said, he said, <laughs> I would ban all religion legally and my voice is dulcet. He is words, not mine. <laughs> and in Womb Goes the Dynamite News, <laughs> after finally putting together enough terrible DNA in the gene pool to make an electoral win for Donald Trump, the state of Wisconsin is currently trying to get rid of abortion right when they need it most. <laughs> and pretty much everything that follows is Christianity's fault. Uh, kind of like the world for the last 2,000 years. 
if we're being fair. That sentence could open up the show. You know, instead of the Farnsworth quote, we could just replace that with the Heath quote. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Christianity now fucking up entire states at a time. It's coming from a guy who didn't grow up in Georgia right there. Yeah. Now? <laughs> All right, so uh, here's what's happening. Uh, State Representative Andre Jacques, um, sounds foreign. I'm going to call him Andre Hussein Jacques. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Andre you. Andre Hussein Jacques <laughs> proposed a bill last week that would ban all public universities in Wisconsin from teaching the medical practices involved in terminating a pregnancy. Jesus. This, yeah, this would essentially make it impossible for the state system to produce any OBGYNs, uh, just in case one of them ever sucked a baby out of a uterus. Oh, for maybe. Fuck's I mean, sake. I feel like that's taken care of by hiding all the straws in the break room. It worked on me, is what, oh, I'm, I, what I'm saying. <laughs> well, once we hit the ice cream scoop, it did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But we're getting off track. We're getting, I feel like we're getting off track. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, if this bill passes, college dropout Governor Scott Walker could keep having kids and we'd have no way of murdering them until after they were born. This is (laughs) I got a pulley system idea. Don't worry. It's like a a rabbit trap. I I had something with like ramps or levers in my head, but yours is better. Yours is better. I like the pulley thing. Anyway, uh, the new law would actually make all of Wisconsin's public university med schools ineligible for accreditation because they no longer offer the option of learning all the medicine stuff. Right. And that's, you yes. fucking need that to get accreditation. Ah, uh, Wisconsin, so dedicated to being against abortion, they literally won't be able to produce OBGYNs. Vagina doctoring right off the table. Yeah, no, <laughs> for fucks, this would be like countering airplane hijackings by getting rid of the air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so uh, one last thing, just in case everyone's not a, a history nerd. This bill is just about literally the exact opposite of something called the Wisconsin idea. Right. That was a political philosophy that grew out of Wisconsin during the progressive era. That's when America was actually great again for a minute. And it basically said we should make progressive laws and uh, also anything that Scott Walker and Paul Ryan eventually want is a terrible fucking idea. You're welcome in advance. Robert LaFollette, former governor of Wisconsin and one of the greatest U.S. senators in history. Yeah. That was a weird way to sign that law. Can I just give that? It was weird for him (laughs) at the time. It's kind of like New York state of mind coming to mean staying inside your country house and eating deep dish pizza. That's what (laughs) what we're saying. Okay, well, we're going to attack each other. It's just weird. (laughs) And in African man news tonight. In an effort to take the lead in our March Madness-esque competition of crazy African pastors, South African <laughs> pastor Motsunoneng Mboro, who listeners Whoa. may remember, thank you, thank you, who listeners may remember for going to heaven and taking pictures with his cell yes. phone, only to have the phone stolen yes. when people asked for, you know, proof, <laughs> is at it again. And this time, he's asking his congregation to pay his legal bills for defrauding the members of his church. <laughs> wow. I wonder if GoFundMe did a Kickstarter campaign to get going when they started. It's like that, but with a whole bunch of fraud. It's like if Mark Zuckerberg used MySpace to raise money to murder Tom and steal all his stuff. <laughs> right. No, it's like a pyramid scheme, but in reverse. A triangle scheme. Take mm. me there. I know very little about shapes, and I think if you turn <laughs> the pyramid inside out, you get it's getting worse. Nope. (laughs) But it gets worse. He's not just asking, he's telling. If his congregants don't pay his legal fees and 
give him a birthday present of around $370, he'll suspend his TV and radio stations and stop preaching. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so it's like kidnapping Tom and doing a ransom video where he kills one Facebook account every hour until the world pays the ransom. <laughs> you know, I think this is a situation so bizarre it defies analogy because, again, this is with fraud, right? He's threatening to stop defrauding them unless they're sufficiently defrauded. So it it would be it's like demanding a ransom for the kidnapping up front. You know, look, I'll kidnap your kid eventually, but I'm not going to leave a bunch of notes and phone booths and shit, cut letters out of newspapers. Just give me the money now. Yeah, time is money. Time is money. But it actually still gets better. See, the legal bills aren't for defense. They're because he wants to sue the Commission for Promotion and Protection of the Rights of the Cultural, Religious, and Linguistic Communities, which just happens to be cracking down on fraudulent ministries in Africa right now. Huh. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Okay, so it's like Zuckerberg doing the ransom thing, but he uses the money to also murder the entire FBI. Now we're yeah. getting there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, one last little twist on this. If his demands are not met, Mbaro assures news outlets that he's going to pursue his music career because I guess he'll be damned if he's going to be outdone by R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... If there's a story involving Africa and a musical career, that only means one thing. I've got some full-page production pitches for Hats Off Botswana to apologize for in an official capacity. So while I take care of that, we're going to hand things over to my lovely wife, Lucinda. A man wrote the Bible. A whore is what she wants. If it's a legitimate rape. It makes you a slut, right? It, cooking can be fun. Hey, I'm proud of a man. This week in Massachusetts. All right, Shakespeare monkeys be damned. These words are going to come out of my mouth on purpose. Kudos to Iran. Now, let me start immediately walking that back. Progress in gender equality in Iran is like potty training. So when I praise them, it's going to be because they didn't get all the shit on their leg. But there are a number of important incremental steps toward equality going on there, and that puts them ahead of a lot of their neighbors. The big one, which you've probably heard about by now, was the hijabless photos Iran's president posted of late great mathematician Maryam Marzakani. And this chick, whose name I apologize for probably butchering, was an absolute intellectual powerhouse. She's one of the most brilliant mathematicians in a generation and remains the only woman to win a Fields Medal. When she died at the depressingly young age of 40, President Hassan Rouhani posted a tribute picture of Mirzakhani, which prompted state-run newspapers to break with the country's strict rules about naked ladyheads. And again, a lot of the poop is still missing the toilet, but that's definitely a step in the right direction. Be the most intelligent woman in the history of your academic field, and at least they'll let you show your heathenous lady hair. But there's more good news on the hijab front as well. According to a recent story in The Guardian, increasingly popular protests are forcing Iranian officials to reconsider the scope of their anti-scout pornography laws in the first place. See, a growing number of women are refusing to wear head coverings while they're driving. Uh, perhaps they feel like modesty is less important than peripheral vision or something. Or perhaps they just feel modesty can go fuck itself. But whatever the impetus, there definitely seems to be a sea change going on because the Iranian government's response has not been cover your head up or I'll chop it off, you filthy whore. In fact, to the contrary, Iran's president is arguing that cars should be treated as private space, allowing women a legal means to see their side mirrors even after a sneeze. 
And while we're on the theme of good news for gals in the Middle East, let me be the first to tell you, unless somebody already told you, that an all-girls robotic team from Afghanistan that was originally denied entry into the U.S. because our president is a testicle blister is now approved to compete in the robotics meet. Because apparently, after consideration, we agreed that 15-year-old nerds probably weren't a threat to our national security. But lest I leave you feeling like we might be making progress in the world, I want to close on a story that will remind you just how 15th century some parts of the world still are. This comes to us via the New York Times and to me via astute listener Erica. And it's about a woman who lives in Nepal. Or at least lived in Nepal. Until she died of a snake bite. Now, most of the time, that wouldn't be a fatal kind of thing necessarily. But unfortunately for Tulasi Shahi, she was menstruating which meant nobody was allowed to be near her or touch her, apparently even when she was dying. So now that everybody's super clear on just how potty trained the world isn't, I'll hand things back over to Noah, Heath, and Eli. Thank you, Lucinda. And in the Gatriot news tonight, regular listeners might remember lawyer, litigious anti-gay marriage advocate, and the embodiment of devil's advocate douchebag Chris Sevier for his many stunts against same-sex marriage. Or, if past revelations are any indicator, you'll remember him as the guy that offered you an obscene amount of money to jerk off into a sports bottle while he watched. First, uh, <laughs> so for those not caught up, first he sued Apple for making computers that allow him to access porn. Mm-hmm. Then he filed several lawsuits in an attempt to be allowed to marry his porn-filled computer in an attempt to lampoon or or disprove gay marriage. Yeah, but jokes on him though because you'd never guess it, but most computers are non-binary. Whoa. <laughs> and the attempt by the way, which backfired by him now being entirely known as Weirdo who tried to marry porn-filled computer, and (laughs) now he's at it again because he wants us to know that God hates flags. Does he? (laughs) Yes, Chris, who allegedly has one real testicle and one made out of a page of a gay porn magazine he stole, is suing four (laughs) U.S. representatives for displaying a rainbow flag outside their offices. Cut to some hypothetical ham sandwich somewhere going, okay, can we stop indicting my ass already? (laughs) Am I really needed here anymore in this metaphor? (laughs) And then you pan over to a Mormon guy with a 12-pack of Lunchables. Yes, you are needed. (laughs) We're making a point. And trying to get a slippery slope going. Come on. (laughs) And if you're wondering why he's suing, it's um, because he's a bad lawyer and... Many people say you shouldn't hire him for anything, but also because he says homosexuality is a, quote, religion. See, the rainbow flag is a symbol of that religion, and therefore putting the flag outside a congressional office is a violation of the Establishment Clause. (laughs) What? Uh, But joke's on you, Chris. We got rid of the Establishment Clause with the playground thing and the tires, so even if you were right, you'd be wrong. But you're wrong, so you're wrong. So, (laughs) Also, a lot of rumors going around that Chris Sevier can only smile when his mouth is full of his own cum, so that's all. Oh, 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 because everybody can afford laser whitening. You're such a fucking elitist, Eli. So judgmental. let's get that myth going, (laughs) please. Can that be our show's lasting <laughs> gift to the world? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, though. I'm confused. Is cum not a good hue for teeth? Of course it is. I feel like pearly white is what I would call it. I feel like they should offer that. We have getting off white and mother of pearl necklace. <laughs> no, those would be like reasonable colors for 
Tooth whitening. At those places in the mall, that's one of the options. I like it. I like it. And while we don't have time to go through the unbridled, unbelievable crazy that is in Sevier's lawsuit, do check the show notes for this episode to see the breakdown Hemant did over on the Friendly Atheist blog. So worth checking out. We <laughs> sent it to Andrew to make oh, sure we could make fun of him. And Andrew was like, oh, I've literally never seen anything like this in my life. <laughs> there were few things in life funnier than watching Andrew try to interpret that lawsuit through the eyes of sanity. He's going, no, no, I can't. I'm going to. I'm going to I'm going to have to eat dog food to get through this. I do believe. <laughs> and uh before we move on, I'd like to tell the following joke. Chris Sevier <laughs> fucked the CD-ROM drive of his computer. You heard me. He stuck his exactly CD-shaped dick inside the thing and plunged it around in there until the devil dust just wrecked his hard drive. And you're probably thinking that's a weird joke for Eli to make. <laughs> you probably are thinking that. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. It is. And that's because we would love to get sued by Chris Sevier. Let me explain why. As is obvious from his fucking face, Chris is an idiot who's unaware of what he can and cannot sue. And if he sues us, the press will be both good and hilarious. We'll probably even get to go to counter-sue him and take some of his crazy, stupid-ass money away. So please, take a moment, share this episode, or even just this clip of the episode with the hashtag Chris Sevier fucked his computer. That's Chris S E V I E R fucked his computer. All one word. Make, maybe send it to Chris on a CD or share it on his public LinkedIn profile, which is the only way to contact him. But don't forget the hashtag Chris Sevier fucked his computer. Sue me, Chris, you tiny CD shaped dick motherfucker. <laughs> And finally tonight, from the trigger warning, terrible cow-based puns for the next few minutes file. Uh, seriously, it's going to be utterly brutal. Oh, stole we mine will from the wait. intro. That was mine. Just like really bad. I wrote mine first. <laughs> anyway, um, just, you know, really, you might want like, seriously, seriously consider skipping ahead if you don't want that to happen. All right. You asked for it. Seriously, last chance. All right. In Cud Sugar Sex Magic News, <laughs> we are just getting started. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. The cattle be out of the bag shortly. <laughs> so, okay, we don't have... <laughs> All right, so here's the story. A recently widowed Cambodian woman believes her dead husband came back to life as a baby cow, which is now living in her house <laughs> like it's a person. Uh, what? Oh, get ready, guys. This story sounds like it's going to be pretty... Moving. Yes. It, it will <laughs> so, be. Yeah. All right, so I did a cow pun. <laughs> the story is, uh, it's, it's part of our affirmative action plan to mock, uh, all the religions, not just the extra murdery ones. <laughs> like, uh, like whichever one that would be. Whichever huh. one would be the This that is that why we're not allowed to speak at radio stations in California, Heath. You see? See, this <laughs> is why. <laughs> And we've got way better enunciation for radio than that other guy. Unbelievable. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Jesus. For, I the, hate uh, women. for the sake of diversity, we chose a headline out of Cambodia where almost everyone is Buddhist, which means almost everyone believes in reincarnation. And, and not like, oh, look, I can see my, my dead friend's smile in the shape of a leaf. Like, like in the literal sense that this baby cow right here is my actual husband raised from the dead. I'm going to America where Rifra and Citizens United make him a person and a corporation. <laughs> That's all happening. An act of bovine intervention, if you will. 
<laughs> now, that one doesn't, you're supposed to like work them into the story. Movie theater. <laughs> no, that's not. Cow. <laughs> okay. So, uh, wow, we wrapped it up fast. We got a, uh, I'm so Hugh sorry. Hefner. So, <laughs> not quite. Close. So, it might sound uh, like this whole story is crazy to your closed minded atheist brains, but there is some evidence. Oh. So, uh, yeah, first of all, according to the widow, Ms. Kim Hung, quote, I believe that he, the calf, is my husband because whatever he does when he goes upstairs, it's in exactly the same way as he, my husband, did when he was alive. That's as fucking a human, end quote. That's got to be. F- I, I, can't, I can't tell if the cow's jerking off on the toilet or if the husband ate the bed sheets. But either way, this is a weird <laughs> test. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Anna, if you're listening to this, if you ever find a dog that gets winded between each flight of the four floor walk up, that is me. And I do want belly rubs. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, here's exhibit B. Miss Hong went to see a medium and that's where her husband's soul came in as a, a calf, apparently, and said, I am your husband. She recalls that the calf, quote, licked my hair, then my neck, then kissed me. So that really made me believe that he's my husband, end quote. Because he licked, cause he licked her hair? Her husband licked it? Well, I, I'll tell yep. you what. If reincarnate a husband doesn't work out, at least the cow could be president. All right. So <laughs> let's just be very clear. She fucks this cow, right? Clearly. Let's just be super real about this woman. She got caught. Fucking a cow like that guy last year with a sex doll he says was an angel and she was just like, oh, um, reincarnated husband, not cow dick. Cow dick would be gross. 100%. Yeah. yeah okay, good. I just, I, in fact, Ms. Hong is so confident about the reincarnation, she actually sleeps next to the calf every night in bed, in her human dead husband's bed. Bet she does. Yeah. Sounds pretty serious, if you ask me. Serious. So I'm guessing it's not long before they renew their vows or uh, remove their cows, if you will. Ooh. I won't. Apologies that was, for everything. That was Apologies for cheesy. everything you just heard. You just heard. Cheesy. I apologize. Cheesy. And for everything you're about to hear, it's going to get even worse. Let's put 30 seconds on oh, the no. clock. And start the count down. <laughs> really sorry about this. Really sorry. You are not. Wedding songs for the old lady and the underage reincarnated cow. Go. I could apologize to, for this and, and sound sincere. Eli could apologize. You cannot get away with that. Yeah. I'm sorry. No one's buying it. All right. Why is it um, me that can't? What? Ain't no utter man. Perhaps. <laughs> um, uh, steers in heaven. <laughs> uh, unchained Bellody. Unchained moolity? No, I bet better. That's better. <laughs> or, or perhaps unyoked moolity? Oh, moolity. there we go. There we, we go. go. Um, feel like making love. <laughs> uh, every breath you stake, every move you make. <laughs> oh. I was I'm thinking maybe you. amazing Ooh. grays. Amusing grays. <laughs> you are so beautiful. Uh, no. How do you know when it's love? Moo are so beautiful. <laughs> We're doing a lot now. I have one. I just wrote one at a time. That's how we do it usually each week. Whatever. Okay. How about a cow do I know? <laughs> cow do I get you alone? Oh, yeah. Um, It must hoof been love. <laughs> Black Angus woman. She's my one and only. <laughs> Some kind of wonderful. Oh. Have you heifer seen the rain? <laughs> 
about uh I can't help tipping in love with Moon. Oh, uh, I also have a bunch of meat. Also, oh gosh, so many. Uh, how about "Call Me Cow" by Paul Simon? What? Call me out. Call me out. <laughs> I don't really do. I like to start fights on our show. Let's do thirty seconds on the clock. Start some fights with people. I'll have a bunch. All right. That you won't have. I bet Heath's got one more. All right. People who, people who don't like cow puns, fights with them. Go. <laughs> um, buttersweet symphony. Um, love me tender loin. No. Tender loin. Fine <laughs> mignon. It's the strip that's the best. It's the most tender from the steak. All right. I got one more. I knew you would. How about smells like Holstein spirit? Oh, Jesus Christ. Just underage <laughs> marriage. And Holstein. speaking of which, that we've stored up enough puns to give Heath a week <laughs> off. We're going to close out the headlines right there. Heath, Eli, thanks as always. Eli's a cock. And when we come back, Joseph Smith will continue to be better with sound effects. If the Book of Mormon has been reliable about anything, it's the fact that each installment is going to make even less sense than the last. And when we started this book, it was Genesis wacky and fun. And at this point, we've devolved into Grandpa needs doors that don't unlock from the inside levels of crazy. So for those of you who need help keeping the back of this book's hospital gown closed, we're pleased to once again present Mormon Peace Theater. Hey, it's me, Mosiah. You guys remember me? This is my book. Hi. So, like, Ammon Hi. is telling the story of Zenith. Hi. In which Abadani Hi. has rebelled against King Noah. Um, hi. That, that's me. And not, not Mosiah, Noah. And, and we realized we probably needed a bigger cast for this shit. And now, on with the show. And now, I, Abinadi, shall tell you of the Holy Trinity. There shall be a God, and he shall have a son who is himself and shall die for himself. I'm sorry, fucking what? Oh, oh don't even get me started. There's, there's, there's a ghost or something. Sorry, whose ghost? Everybody's ghost, whatever. And know you that Christ had the bowels of mercy. Oh, Jesus, if you could only see the way to healing my son, I know that as he sleeps, if you could just use your mercy to heal his wounds. Oh, Lord, for you are wise and kind and full of mercy. And oh, my God. And your ways are hallowed and your name be praised. See that you fit my, see you, see you fit to heal my child and bless my family with your healing grace and shit. Oh, God. Uh, for you are a good God, full of mercy and kindness and goodness, and I know that you will heal him in your mercy. Amen. Oh, my God. Yep, uh, just like that. And know that all those who have not heard of Jesus shall reside in heaven, and all the children. But once thou hast heard the word, damnation is the path one may walk. Hey, sorry, guys, I was in the bathroom. What did I miss? Uh, okay, you count now, too. Okay, quick question, question. My sister is deaf. Does she count? Um, uh, o only if she reads it or someone like signs it to her. It's, it's not actually about hearing. It's, it's more um, like, 
Okay, oh, uh, now, what if I'm hearing it and halfway through I die? Oh, that's a good um, question. All right. I think that depends on which half you die during. Can I get halfway into heaven? No, no, you're, you're just in or out. All right, all right. What about a super smart baby who understands English? Ooh, right? super and baby. I really yeah, hate you guys. Super baby. I really, really hate you guys. And that is my prophecy. Okay, so now we can uh, we can kill you now that you're done, right? Well, I I prefer you not. Totally gonna kill you. Hey, hey, man, I'm I'm Alma, and I just want to say I was super impressed by your whole prophecy thing. Oh. Thank you so much. Seriously, love the show, man. Thanks. Love the show. It's Thanks. so fun. Great. Cool. Do you have a Patreon or something I should give to you? Ooh, like, um, yeah. I don't. I don't. But you could ask the king not to burn me to death or, you know, five star on iTunes, whatever. Ah, uh, I use Stitcher, so. Oh, uh, Stitcher, really? Well, you can go fuck yourself then. You can straight up fuck yourself. Please, King Noah, see in your heart to spare Abadani. You dare to defy me? I shall kill you. Oh, no! One, two, uh, three... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, what, what, what's happening? You're, you're banished, and, and then as you go, after that, I'm going to count to a thousand, and then I'm going to send my men after you. Really? How dare you defy me? Uh, you, yeah, why don't you just... Why don't, why don't I just what? You know what? Never mind. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, all right. Four, five. Throw Abenadi into prison. I'm already here. Right, right. I mean, scourge his skin with faggots. Absolutely not, What? You said I could write this part of Mormon Peace Theater. I have a whole... No, you just... Just move on to the next part of the book, dude. You are no fun. I'm having you labeled okay. as a no fun. Okay, oiled up. Got my costume on. Let's do some scourging. See? Heath's already ready. He's already in costume. No. Aw. And so it was that Alma set off in... No. No, no, I'm not doing this. No, you gotta read the lines. No, gonna... I refuse. I am dedicated to the English language. I, I have too much respect. Noah? Why are you still in costume? I like it. Feels... That's comfortable. You look great. Thank you, Eli. Thank you. Okay. All right. Fine. And so it was that Alma did flee to the land of Mormon where they did settle in the forest of Mormon next to the spring of Mormon. I need a drink. You look tight. And I don't even drink. Must you go, my son? I must. I must follow Alma and be baptized. And what if I want to, you know, like send a letter? Oh, okay. It, it's just Steve, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, Fountain of Mormon. Fountain Forest of Mormon. Of Mormon land of, of Mormon. One thousand Mormon. 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 This book is fucking stupid. Listen, my followers. Let it be known that priests shall also till the land. Wow. So you mean like priests won't be some elite ruling class? They'll work with common people to worship Christ as as equals? Exactly like that. Hi, welcome to the Temple Grounds at Salt Lake City. I'm a 16-year-old who's been working here for two years with no pay, and I'll be your tour guide today. 
Yep. Just like that. 997, 998, 999, 1,000. All right, everybody go kill Alma now. All right, Jesus, finally. We've been standing here for fucking ever. I am Layman, king of the Lamanites. Send me your king, and I shall spare you. <laughs> you have a stupid name. Uh, racist. Is it? Mm-hmm, because I'm a Lamanite. Ooh, but... OMG, this is super awkward. We just lit that guy on fire. Really? Wow. Yeah. Just just now. We have a son though. Can uh can he be king, the son? Um I'm gonna say yes. Meanwhile, over in di- different woods, I think, the priests of the now dead evil king Noah were scheming. Dude, that sucked. Right? Totally. So Kidnap some black chicks. Yes, you, that's exactly what you got. You, you get we, it, man. You get it. We are, we are, we are in sync. We are odd Kidnap characters. Kidnap black chicks. That's great. That's great. This book is Both of us said that. Same time. Now, now, everyone settled down. So, Layman, king of the Lamanites, was with all the antagonists, bro. You stole our ladies. Did not. Did two. Did not. Did two. Hi. Hi, it's me, Gideon. Uh, actually, it was Noah's priests. Okay, how did you, how do you know that? Also, weren't you just part of the crowd chanting kill him? I feel like now okay, well, is a weird... I mean, you guys want to move the plot forward or not? Wow, glad that worked out. Wouldn't have wanted to go to war unnecessarily with those Lamanites, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's fine. Okay, what's the matter? Nothing, just... I don't want to kill the Lamanites. Now, why would you want to go and do that? I don't know. I was smiting my cheeks and stuff. Uh-huh. You really want to go to war with the Lamanites? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to war with the Lamanites. We're the good guys in the book. And so it was that the Lamanites and the Nephites went into battle. Charge! And the Nephites... Lost. Charge. Charge. Every. Charge. Charge. Single. Charge. Charge. Time. (sighs) Okay. Uh, Change my mind. I I do not want to fight the Lamanites anymore. Yeah, me neither, man. Fuck that. Oh, man. We've been defeated by the Lamanites, and now they can totally take all of our stuff. Not to worry, tis I, Ammon. Wait, sorry, aren't you telling this story? Yeah. Yeah? So, wait, so you're in the story that you're reading? Yes. So, wait, what What did you just read? Um, I read, and then Ammon showed up and was like, tis I, Ammon. And, and you're reading that? now. Yeah. Yes. Off of plates that someone else gave you? That is um yes, that is correct. Okay. So so I I'm, I'm sorry, wait, what are you reading now? I I'm reading and Ammon did explain to everyone that he was reading that 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 Ammon did explain to everyone that he was reading. I miss reading the Bible. Me too. Remember Swordmouth Jesus? Yeah, that was fun. I do. 
people of Lehi-Nephi, for too long you have labored under the yoke of the Lamanites. But how can we escape? We... We leave. I'm sorry, what? L- leave. We slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, Stan. You know, skedaddle. That's that's your plan. Yippers. Yep. Plan. Yep. Leave. Great. Sure. Leave. All right. Shush. Shush. Everyone, be quiet. There's someone here. Who's there? I'm Layman, king of the Lamanites. But we were just chasing Limhi. Who are you? We're we're the bad priests of Noah. I'm 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 the leader, Amulon. Huh. Weird. We're like extended universe side characters. Yeah. Like, like hey, you heard it was all gonna fit together, but now that Rocket Raccoon and Iron Man are in the same room, it seems kind of like weird and silly. Yeah. Right? I guess. This this could be cool though, right? You want to go fuck with Ammon or Ammon? Who's he? Uh, okay. I I think you remember the guy who asked your king to pardon the prophet guy who fooled you. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy. I think that's. I think him? it's him. Yeah, totally. Fuck him. Dear God, please turn the Lamanites away in your mercy. And so it was that God was merciful, but the Lamanites took the city anyway. What? Aw, fucking bullshit. My people, listen to me. It is I, Alma. Oh, fuck, was it Alma before? Anyways, Alma, for too long we have labored under the... Wow, this sounds so familiar. I just got the craziest deja vu. Yeah, me too. Me too. Were you just going to say we should leave? Leave? I was going to say we, we should leave. leave. Oh, I'm totally freaked out right now. So here. Ah, the ah, Matrix. I'll leave. Ah. And so it was that Alma and the Almanites escaped Helma and traveled to Alma, not to be confused with Ammon and the Ammonites who escaped to Mormon, Mormon, Mormon. No, the iPod is not skipping. That's how the fucking book works. King Lehman, wake up. Alma and the Almanites have escaped to Alma. Five more minutes. Okay, so now we're... Uh, um, in, in Messiah. You guys want a pizza bagel? Okay, I remember him. Um, All right. I think this is actually going to work out. We got no Lamanites, no war. Seems like this story can actually uh, start I'm to... Not, I'm not so sure about this pre-Jesus thing. God damn it! Hey, what's going on? Are you, why are you guys not eating your delicious pizza bagel? Oh, he's not Jesus-y enough. Huh? Oh, yeah? Well, Alma won't condemn them. I don't wanna! Hey, don't look at me, guys. I, my own kids are super not into Jesus. An angel. Everyone, cut it the fuck out. Alma? Yeah? No, no, your your son... Alma. Sorry, uh, my name is Alma, and I lived in Alma, and in the book, I named my son Alma. You did. Fuck me. Alma. God, what? My name isn't Alma now, it's Night Force. Crossover, I like it. Stop not being Jesus-y enough. Ugh, paralyzed. Yay, I'm your dad. Whatever, Dad. Now I can write poetry about a body that matches my soul. 
Never mind. Please put him back. I'm healed. I'm totally into Jesus now. Gaw. Still your dad. Hey, you are my kids. How you doing? I'm Mosiah. Right. Um, so we love Jesus now and would like to go tell the Lamanites about it. Okay, all right. But then who would be the king? Gaw. I'll be king. Gaw. Okie dokie then. And now that a minor Blue Apron ad side character is firmly enshrined in the Book of Mormon, we've done our job. We can close out for the week. But these books aren't getting any easier to read, so we'll be back in a few weeks with even more Mormon Peace Theater. Before we get the hook tonight, I want to remind everybody that you can come see us live in Austin, Texas on Friday, September 22nd. Tickets are still available, and on the same weekend, the Atheist Community of Austin is holding their 10th annual Bat Cruise, so there will be all the more reason to be an atheist in Austin. You can hang out with us and watch the movie live while we roast it on Platinum Night on Thursday. You can come see the live GAM record on Friday, listen to an ACA-sponsored lecture Saturday afternoon, hang out with us on the Bat Cruise Saturday night, and still be up in time for church on Sunday. You'll find details on the website. Anyway, that's all the blasphemy we've got for you tonight. We'll be back in 10,022 minutes with more. If you can't wait that long, be on the lookout for a brand new episode of our sister show's hot friend God Awful Movies on Tuesday at 7 a.m. Eastern and a brand or newer episode of our sister show's hot friends, hot friends citation needed at noon Eastern on Wednesday. Obviously, this show would sound unappreciative and selfish if I neglected to take a minute to thank Heath Enright and Eli Bosting for agreeing to take on a couple of pretty enormous workloads so that I could take a few days off this week. I also need to thank the lovely Lucinda Lusions for patiently waiting around for years until I reached a point where I felt like I could take five days off in a row. also want to thank the Dark Lord Satan for providing this week's Farnsworth quote. If you'd like to check out his work, do butt stuff in oral a lot. But most of all, of course, I need to thank this week's most bewitching bipeds, Zach Bryan, Thomas Hayden, Arigen, Sarah, Glenn, Marius, and Eldon. Zach Bryan and Thomas, whose erections constantly to plan B if it's cloudy during next month's eclipse. Hayden, Ergen, and Sarah, who have more digits in their IQ than most people have points. And Glenn, Marius, and Eldon, whose unrivaled greatness prompted an online petition to change it to the pretty good barrier reef. Together, these nine lovely lacquers of liturgy lighten the load of limitless labors loaded upon the lot of us this week by giving us money. Not everybody has the intrepid computational skills it takes to give us money, but if you think you're up to the challenge, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash scathingatheist, whereby you'll earn early access to an extended ad-free version of every episode. You can also make a one-time donation by clicking on the donate button on the right side of the homepage at scathingatheist.com. And if you'd like to help but not in a giving us a money kind of way, you can also help us out a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes, following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, subscribing to us on YouTube, and telling a friend about the show. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres and our audio engineer is Morgan Clark, who wrote all the music that was used in this episode, which was used with permission. If you have questions, comments, or death threats, you'll find all the contact info on the contact page at scathingatheist.com. And now I am officially on vacation. Woo! Five years That was a popping knuckle, by the way. Is that a slap bracelet? Okay. That was that, no, that was him like popping his knuckles during room noise. So all of this, no, there was no noise on my side. It's all bullshit. I don't know what you guys are talking We've about. We've been right the whole time. <laughs> He's just out there popping his knuckles. And then when one of them made a noise, he was like, Ooh, wait, I got to stop. Actually, he didn't Silence. stop. He kept doing it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, that is, I, false. <laughs> I did not stop. You guys panic when there's silence in the world. <laughs> you guys. Did anyone get raped by the goblins? I don't think so. <laughs> 997, 999.
999. <laughs> I forgot how to count. Sorry, Morgan. That was a football star. No. I was assuming that was you, actually. No. I'm the I was I was the girl in my head. Okay. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC, copyright twenty seventeen, all rights reserved.